0: Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much, Lord, for your grace and your faithfulness that is new every morning. I want to thank you for the blessings that we have experienced so far and um, for the inspiration that we have received as we have been listening to different mission reports and activities that are going on in different parts of the world also in the lines of medical missionary work. And Lord, we want you to inspire us today. We're also going to brainstorm and think of ways that we can be involved uh, that in ways how we can apply the principles that we've spoken about in our own life and also how we can be able to, in a practical way, in our situation and in our community, that we can reach out with the right arm of the gospel, to open doors for your truth to enter their hearts. And uh, I want to pray that you'll bless this last session that we're going to have together. I want to pray that your spirit may be present, that it may not be human thoughts and human words, but that it will be words or inspiration, words from you. And um, I want to thank you for the precious message that you have given us as Seventh-day Adventists, and that you are a God that cares for all the different aspects of life. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay. So, last session, just to do a short summary. Um, yeah. Last session, we were uh, starting on this um, history of the health work in the Advent history. And we were looking at how, um, especially on the first vision that Ellen White received in uh, 1863. And some of the content of that vision and how this was far, uh, how do you say that, far before her time, actually, when you... uh, Beyond, exactly, yeah, it was, yeah, exactly, it was beyond her time. So, um, and we had some interesting discussions and some uh, dialogues, and we were not able to finish up everything that I prepared, but that was totally fine, because I thought it was super interesting to listen to you guys and all your insights. And um, so what we'll do is that we will just um, go briefly through some of the last points that I was planning to go through in the last session, and then we will move on into the last, the third session, um, which is some of the basics of the medical missionary work, and also then that we're going to brainstorm and think about how we can apply these principles in our own life, and how we can use them to win souls for Christ. And I think the last slide that we closed off with um, last session was um, this from Spiritual gifts, where we talked about the relationship that in this first vision that Anne White received in 1863, she not only received light on many uh, issues relating to health that was far beyond her time, but that it was also strong emphasis on, on the Close relationship between diet and lifestyle and spiritual health. And I think we all agree that this is one of the main reasons also why God has given us the health message. Because as we apply the health message in our own lives, we will have a clearer mind to comprehend the things of God. And um, as we also share the health message with other people that maybe so far are not open to spiritual things just because they don't see that they have a spiritual need. But they see that they have a physical need and in turn, as we help them with their physical needs, their mind clears up and the way is prepared that they can receive the truths. Because we do not, our aim or end goal is not to make healthy sinners, but it is that they shall be yeah. saved and to, that they shall be able to live for eternity together with God. That is the, our goal. And that goal we always need to keep in mind. Because many times there is a tendency, and I think we talked about it in our group yesterday uh, also, um, that it is a tendency that we take the health work only so far and then we are afraid for this bridge into the spiritual dimension, which is, which is so important both for the mental health of people and, of course, for their salvation. And, um, um, and um, I want to share a short quote with you uh, from um, one that is called J. H. Wagner, and he's not the typical Wagner that we think about, because many times when we hear the word Wagner, we think about Johnson and Wagner and the 1888 message that I guess many of you have heard about. Um, This uh, J.H. Wagner, he was the father of the Wagner that we think about. And he was very active in the health movement in the very beginning of the the Adventist movement as it developed. He was one of those that were were most foremost in um, standing up for this health reform uh, and this special light that Ellen White had received from God uh, on the topic of health. Uh, It's told actually that the day that he accepted the Sabbath truth, he threw his tobacco into the stuff. And that was the end of it. And since that, he was a mighty uh, spokesman for the temperance movement. He uh, was actually also the first editor of the Pacific Health Journal and the American Sentinel that is on religious liberty. But he was also the first editor of the health magazine that Adventist Church had. And he also was actually an editor of the Science of the Times, that maybe even more of us are familiar with after James White died. He was the one that followed as the editor of that magazine. But he points out the uniqueness of um, the health message that we uh, have as Adventists. because at this time in the 1800s, there were actually others that were also advocating health reforms, kind of. um, Especially, um, you can read about how uh, 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 spiritualistic movements would also have health as one of their uh, the things that they emphasized, and I guess we can very much associate with that in our society today, because who is actually stealing the show when it comes to health? Many times age. today, yeah. New Age, right? Exactly, and um, and they are actually taking the mission maybe even more serious than we are. They
1: do it for the same reason to clear the mind, to have these experiences the spiritual experiences
0: yeah that's true um but it was um very unique um as you know and what received these visions on health and saw the relation that health also has to salvation you know or that it has to for our eternal life that is not only for this life but also for our eternal life and so this was, uh, uh, this was uh, what uh, this um, Wagner was saying about um, these developments. And he said that as mere physiological and hygienic truths, the principles of health reform might be studied by some at their leisure, at their free time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah at their leisure. Uh, and by others let aside as a little consequence. But when placed on the level with the great truths of the third angel's message by the sanction of God's spirit, and so declared to be made strong to overcome, and to our deceased bodies cleansed and fitted for translation, then it comes to us as an essential part of present truth to be received with the blessing of God or rejected at our peril. And basically what he is pointing out is that you know the health the health message is not just like yeah, sure, you can, you can do it and you can you know, live a few more years. It's like something you study on your leisure time, something interesting. For us as, as Adventists, it didn't only become like something that is a point of interest beside all other interests, but it actually had a direct relationship to salvation in the sense that the body is a complete thing, body, mind, and soul we have a creator that has given us you know, physical laws, spiritual laws. And as we come into harmony with these laws, then we will be better able to have a close connection with our creator and to prepare for the eternal life. So as we follow <clears throat> on with the history of the health work um, and the health reform in the Adventist church, Actually, two and a half years after Anne White received this first vision in 1863, during these two and a half years, um, it was continual progress and this message that or this light that she received, it was spreading in, in the church. And on Christmas Day in 1865, so two and a half years after she received the first vision on health reform, there was a new progress that was called for. And she received the second major health vision. And in this vision, it was indicated that there was a need to go a step further. There was a need to not only implement these truths or this light in our own lives, but that we also had a responsibility to share this light with other people around us. And in this vision... um, it was then indicated that the denomination should start a health institution, a place where people could learn not only about you know, some of the things that, like I said, at that time, it was also some increased interest in health, and they had some of these water cure institutions. But many times it was a spiritualist that had their strange ideas mixed into these things. And so... Yes, even back then. You know, we were just talking about how it is so similar today. You know, with the a, with a New Age movement that that are running with this message today. You know, or the the health part of it. Um. So, uh, but this should, um, uh, yeah, this institution uh, should make available both to the church and to the world the united gospel of physical and spiritual restoration. And this was a huge step. I mean, this this call from, from the Lord was a huge step for this little movement at that time. But in 1866, so less than a year after she received this vision, in, on September 5, the first health institute was um, established. And that was called the Western Reform Institute. And it's a picture that you see to the, right, uh, that. to the, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, and that was the very small beginning, uh, actually, for what we maybe know uh, as the Battle Creek Sanatorium. And it is told that in the beginning, it was a very humble beginning, they had only 10 rooms in the institute, two doctors, two bad attendants, several helper, helpers and one patient. <laughs> so that was a small beginning. But only 10 years later, so in 1876, the institution had 100 beds. And at this time, Dr. Kellogg came into the picture. And I guess most of you heard about him. He was just 23 years, I think, at that time. He was young and he was short and he was despised because he looked so young and he looked so small. So they thought, what in the world will this guy do? But he proved that he had very strong abilities and that he was a very um, yeah, talented uh, doctor. And uh, after a short while, actually, the Battle Creek Sanatorium was world known. And many very known personalities also came to this sanatorium to get help. It's interesting. In the beginning of his um, his practice, or in the beginning of his ministry, you could say, um, he had very much success, and he was always, um, on average, they said, at least he was five years ahead of all the other doctors. And um, some, I think, it was his, yeah, one of his assistants. They they asked him, "What is actually the secret, Doctor Kellogg, behind that you have so much success?" compared to all the other doctors of your days. And then he said, Okay, I will tell you the secret of my success. And we're going to read the secret of his success. This is referring to this dialogue that he had together with his assistant. He said, When a new thing is brought out in the medical world, he knew from his knowledge of the spirit of prophecy, whether it belonged in your system or not, if it did, he instantly adopted it and advertised it, while the rest of the doctors were slowly feeling their way. And when they finally adopted it, he had five years started them.
2: He actually lived in the White House.
0: Uh huh.
2: He was a very poor boy. Uh huh. And they supported him through medical school.
0: That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
2: he had a very good relationship.
0: Very strong life. relationship, she yeah. Like, she had almost been like a mother to just him. Just
2: like a mother to
0: him, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So he had the greatest respect for
0: her. Yeah, yeah.
2: And in the beginning.
0: In the beginning, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then he says here that, so when there was something new coming out, that was, you know, then if it wasn't according to the prophecy, he was just running with it, just advertising it at once. But on the other hand... When the medical profession was swept off their feet by some new fad, if it did not fit with the light we had received, he simply did not touch it. When the doctors finally discovered their mistake, they wondered how how it came that Dr. Kellogg did not get caught And I just thought this, I thought it was so interesting to read this uh, communication between him and his assistant and to see, because even for us today, and I I think most of you have maybe noticed that as well, it is conflicting, you know, when you uh, uh, look in medical science, for example. Uh, we've even had that in class, you know, talking about some conflicting um, arguments about health. You know, we are using, of course, the sources. If you read, for example, Dr. Neil Netley and the research that he's using, it is in accordance with the spirit of prophecy. But of course, then somebody else may say, ah, oh, but there's some research here, you know, and it proves the opposite. But I think it's so important for us actually to follow the same thing as Kellogg was following, and that made him be at least five years ahead of all the others because God has given us light and who knows most the last uh, medical science thing or God I mean God is our creator he has made the, the body he has made his machinery he, has the, he has, uh, has the owner's manual for how it runs and so it's best that we ask him first and then you know what corresponds with that that we can run with but the other things we should discard And I think that's important for us to keep in the back of our mind because we will definitely all be um, meeting uh, conflicting um, um, arguments, even from modern science. But um, we have to have a a strong foundation, and that is the inspired Word of God, you know, the revelation that God has given to us. Yeah, and um, in Closing for this about Advent history. Um, of course, we could go more into the thing about Kellogg, but since we have limited time, I think most of you know that. Just like Aslanardvith was saying, in the beginning, he was very closely following along with the you know the counsels that Ellen White was given to him, and he had a lot of respect for her. But he, uh, but Doctor Kellogg, unfortunately, he also was swept off the path and it was especially these pantheistic ideas that really caught him, uh, the power of God in nature, not just that God's power and love is seen in nature and that God is the creator and that he's working through nature and that nature has curative powers because God the creator has laid that in nature, but he started to refer to nature as God in nature, which it is really the pantheistic power. Exactly.
2: It was in fact, we published that in the New
0: That's right. Yeah. and the Yeah. burned it down exactly yeah. right
2: afterwards.
0: Yeah. So, um, and they tried to stop the fire and it didn't work uh, so that was very clear the connection there he was definitely following the course that she warned him not to follow and, um, and this is actually what was called the Alpha Apostasy hmm. and so even today Danny was actually speaking about that shortly in his first meeting how that even today that some of these spiritual paths that you saw back in those days in the the Alpha Apostasy is coming back today and is entering Christianity. Some of these Eastern ways are entering Christianity and even their own church. And we have to be aware of this because it was an attack in the very beginning of our movement. And we can just expect because um, what also said that this will come back. And she says... I fear for it, you know, the Omega apostasy. So we can expect that some of these same things, or Eastern mysticism, New Age, pantheistic and panentheistic ideas, will be coming back in our day and age. And we see it, and we have to be aware of it. And it's
2: because of the disregard of what Spirit the Lord is.
0: told. Exactly, Lord. exactly. That they
2: lose confidence
0: in, in the spiritual, prophecy. In the, spiritual mm, prophecy, in the prophetic yeah, gift.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and um, and that's why it is so important, also, that we treasure this gift that God has given to us. You know, He has given us light as a people, and we need to treasure that because putting aside the light that God has given us is not very thankful. <laughs> yeah, it's darkness. That's true. Okay, so um, as we close off and cut it short in uh, righteousness, I hope. <laughs> um, the um, sequence about the history. i just want to share with you um one experience um and this is from 1901 and um maybe how many of you ha- heard ted wilson's um annual uh, what do you call that annual speech or annual cons- council speech or whatever you call that um how many heard that? Uh, Last year and this year, it was so inspiring. And it was about the city missions and the health uh, evangelism, what he called comprehensive health evangelism or something. And he was actually sharing this course, So maybe you heard some of it before. But he was sharing an example of what was taking place in San Francisco. And uh, Ellen White received a vision. She actually first received a vision where she saw two beehives and, um, in one of them, uh, which, and the one beehive was in San Francisco and it was very little activity there, but then she, the, the vision changed and she actually saw that it would become a beehive of activity as she, um, mm-hmm. that's a bean and house.
3: Ah, okay.
0: Ah. Yeah. So, uh, it would be very busy activity that would be like in a sense an example of what should happen in, you know, all cities all the big cities and we've also heard here in the main hall about the call for city evangelism and the plans that also we have as a church for city evangelism in many of the large cities of the world and i just wanted to share this with you as an inspiration with some practical examples of what they were doing at that time and maybe this can also be some inspiration for us with some inputs that we can run with as we come into our discussion in the end of how we can implement all these things so um, she writes here that um, there are many lines of Christian effort being carried forward by our brethren and sisters in San Francisco. These include visiting the sick and the destitute. And I appreciated uh, Joachim's uh, worship this morning. How many of you heard that one? Um, <laughs> It was, uh, just to summarize it, it was basically a worship uh, based on the Psy 58 and the message that God has given to us that we really have a um, um, task to, um, to care for humanity and to, to, show, to show our faith in a very practical way in daily life and to, to be there for the needs of humanity and to do true medical missionary work. which which is all about relieving the sufferings in this world. And she says here that these include visiting the sick and the destitute, finding homes for orphans and work for the unemployed, nursing the sick and teaching the love of Christ from house to house, the distribution of literature and the conducting of classes for healthful living and the care of the sick. A school for the children is conducted in the basement of the meeting house. In another part of the city, a working man's home and medical mission is maintained. On Market Street, near the City Hall, there is a bath established, operated as a branch of the St Helena Sanatorium. In the same locality is a depot of the health food company, where health foods are not only sold but instruction is given as to reforms in diet. Nearer the center of the city are people conduct a vegetarian cafe, which is open six days in the week and is entirely closed on Sabbath. Here about 500 meals are served daily, and no flesh meats are used. Dr. and Mrs. Uh, Dr. Uh, Lam are doing much medical work for the poor in connection with their regular practice. And Dr. Uh, Buchanan, is doing much free work at the working men's home. At the medical and dental schools in the city, there are about 20 of our young people in attendance. We earnestly hope that the steps taken in the future, in the work in San Francisco, will still be steps of progress. The work has been done. The work that has been done there is but a beginning. Yes.
4: yes uh, concerning uh, Dr. Kellogg and uh, the work that he did, also, uh, it was very interesting. I listened to a presentation once, and uh, they mentioned about uh, all his activities done for, let's say. As we heard, he was an orphan as well, and he had a lot of orphanages. But the problem was that it just stopped there. It was not you know, introducing Christ to the people. Hmm. So he was very active in it, doing work for the people, but it didn't get too far uh-huh. from that. Uh-huh. And we should also have always our uh, main aim as actually saving them for eternity, not uh-huh. just from poverty. Totally. So, I mean, it's, it's already been said here in the statement, but just mm. connection to uh, what we talked about.
0: Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. And I think this is very important that we emphasize that also. Uh, we were just talking about it uh, yesterday, actually, that in many our health institutions, I mean, we can just admit it, that many times we have lost the identity that we actually have, you know, that this is a center at this institution, and we are we are. F- F- fearful actually to evangelize because we're afraid to push people away but what is the whole, whole purpose you know
2: mostly an economic question mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah. uh, when you start accepting funds from the state, state mm. they dictate exactly how the exactly. yeah. money you do as they say exactly yeah. and that's the
0: problem Yeah. and you know uh, I think this is also trust aspect you know Um, somehow we start to lose the trust in God that he's actually the provider of all and we start to rely upon the state rather than God's in that
2: respect, Fredheim is doing the right
0: thing exactly, we have a health institution in Norway that is called Fredheim it's just one of the examples, there are other institutions like that, but it is a self-supporting institution and they have decided to be free and to, that it is a trust a faith based work that they are doing and it's just amazing results and they you know they endeavour to follow the principles that we have received as a people and the blessing of oh God rests you know people are changed mm-hmm. people come out healed you know and and I think this is this is really a trust aspect like we talk about I mean that we trust that God when he has given us these things exactly then we, we have to believe it and we have to believe that he's the one that owns the cattle on the thousand hills yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, maybe it's just because I saw Saint Helena was mentioned there Mm -hmm. on a very positive note. Yeah. And how many know? How many of you know this book China Study by Mm -hmm. uh, Douglas Campbell? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a little, there's a little paragraph on on Saint Helena Hospital, and it's very sad because gives the very, it's a very bad picture of Mm. the advances. They're doing the medical work for the money. That's Mm -hmm. basically what it's saying in there. But by God's grace, we can turn that picture around one one more time. If we we really grasp the opportunity now Mm -hmm. and make an effort Mm by God's grace. We
0: visited Mm -hmm. St. Helena this uh, autumn.
2: Hmm. And a friend of ours told us that Ellen White actually had, was living in a house on campus of St. Helena. I didn't know that Hmm. Uh, and uh, she was very very tied to the health institution Mm-mm. for those years and it was really going beautiful uh,
1: at that time but
2: like you're saying money mm.
1: mm-hmm. uh, started taking <laughs> over to the extent they're not even um, supporting at least not very much the, the natural healing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that the non that came there to work I guess you, if you want to read it anyway I don't have to and then, uh, uh. and then this has happened all through uh, health
2: uh, in Adventism. In, uh, uh. We have employed doctors, we uh. have employed nurses, we have uh. employed administrators, uh. and they have voted to 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 uh, run a race that is that is independent of the General Conference uh, and, and our beliefs as such. Because uh, the majority uh. of them are no longer self so it's, yeah. uh, it's still
0: mm. called the South Downs Institution, but this is the fact. Mm. identity is lost. Yeah, mm. is lost. yeah. And it's interesting, uh, just like we heard uh, now, you know, about in church history with the formation, the deformation, and the reformation. I believe that's the same also when it comes to the health work. Like you said, you know, in the beginning there was a formation. I mean, God gave the principles and they were followed, and it was a huge blessing. But then. <laughs> we can just admit it it was a deformation. It has been a deformation and and I mean we 're part of that blame, and we need to do what we can to restore that picture to cause a reformation also when it comes to the health work right <clears throat> okay, so um. Yeah. Uh, that was written
2: in uh, 1901. Yeah. Uh, just five years prior to you when know, it says the whole city would be struck by a terrible disaster. Mm. So I was wondering how, I was I'm wondering, do you know how things were running at the point of the earthquake? When it the, was struck? In 1906. Hmm. It was hit by a hmm. massive earthquake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in 1906. Mm-hmm. I says it's going to
0: happen again hmm. Jesus comes. Hmm. That's interesting. It was like God's call of mercy, in a sense, all that activity before the destruction. And of course, now we know that we're also before destruction, not just our City, but, you know, and, and we really need to also take the call, you know, to do uh, that work of preparation. Um, yeah. Just when you say that, just to drop in, um, we were in uh, New Zealand when uh, this earthquake struck Christchurch in um, last year. And Or oh, we were actually in the air when it struck, but <laughs> so but anyways, uh, just talking about that, um, just before the last meeting that was held before the earthquake struck, it was about the Sabbath, and we had had decision cards. It was David Ashrick that held the last meeting because he was just closing off, and Daniel was going to continue and the last meeting that he had it was on the Sabbath, and uh, uh, um, they had given out the decision cards for people to, you know, make decisions. And I remember we came in afterwards and we started to do visitation work to visit these contacts, of course, after the earthquake. And it was one that had decided for baptism. And when we came to his place, the house was totally smashed, just, you know, leveled with the ground. But it's just, you know, again, I was just reminded of it when you say the thing with San Francisco and the earthquake and how actually God gave a message of mercy before before the destruction And we never found him. So he probably died, yeah. But he had made a decision. You know, but it was just, I I just was reminded of that uh, with what you said, you know, that God gives this message of mercy uh, before the destruction. And we can see that, uh, like you pointed out, you know, how this earthquake came afterwards, but that's, you know, the people of God actually responded and took up the work. And this is the same that we need to do now. I mean, we need to respond and to take up the work. Okay, so um, we'll go into um, just shortly, and I, I think for most of you that are here, you're maybe quite familiar with um, some of the basics of the medical missionary work. But <laughs> we can repeat it together, and afterwards we'll just have an open discussion and see how we can apply, apply these things also. Um But what are, you know, you have like the traditional ways or just, you know, the traditional medical ways, whatever. And then what is actually distinguishing or what are actually the basic principles behind, you know, nature's way compared to using just um, chemicals or whatever. And um, we know that um, the physical, like we talked about, God, he's not only the originator of the Ten Commandments but he is also the originator of the physical laws or the laws that he has laid down in nature. And if we play on team with nature, you could say, if we abide or obey those laws that he has laid down in nature, then health will be the result of that. If we transgress, then sickness will be the result. So it's it's a cause and effect relationship here. And uh, maybe we could turn to um, Exodus. Yeah, I have it on the screen also. We can turn to Exodus chapter 15 and verse uh, 26. Yeah. And I guess you know this verse, but it's not a problem to repeat either. Uh, Exodus 15:26, and there he says. God says, If you diligently hear the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So we see this principle that God has ordained certain laws, and if we abide with those laws, then the blessing of God will follow that. And God says, <laughs> I love the way he says it, you know, I'm, I'm the Lord, your physician, or I'm the Lord who heals you. And it's a promise that is in this verse that, you know, if we will abide, if we will obey those laws that God has laid down for spiritual well-being, for physical well-being, they're all coming from God, then he will uh, also keep us in health. And the diseases of Egypt that we're talking about here, they are prevalent in the world today too. Actually, they have found out, I think, by excre- you know looking into uh, some of the diseases that were prevalent in Egypt. It was things like cancer, you know, that is taking so many lives, even today, worldwide, and uh, arthritis, and so so on and so forth. Many of the diseases are very prevalent in the world today. They were also the diseases of Egypt. And...
2: You know, the Egyptians were experts on preserving...
0: With Embalming. El- El- yeah. El-
2: put
0: mm. the intestines in mm. yeah exactly and in that sense we can learn about the diseases that they had at that time also did you have a comment? I
1: don't know if you're uh, going to mention that but mm-hmm. what's interesting is today also archaeology they find out what 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 their diet was mm-hmm. and which classes got what kind of diseases yeah the, the higher class got the lifestyle diseases yeah. the lower class got the infectious disease. super interesting and those that got the lifestyle disease got it because they the diet was uh, mainly meat and uh, refined uh, flour. Yeah. Uh, refined bread.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: honey and at least much more than <laughs> the poor people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cake um, and high fat, high protein yeah. diet. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's, uh, that's what they, they found out.
0: Mhm. I mean, exactly. That's yeah. What we'll see today. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's so true, and I mean even today we call it diseases or affluence, you know, like the typical lifestyle diseases. When you talk about third world diseases, usually other things, you know, like um, you know, more due to lack of hygiene. But the affluence diseases, it is of course related very much to diet and lifestyle that we have a too too, um, too much fat and protein in the diet from the wrong sources and uh, too little exercise basically but it's interesting to see how history repeats itself it's very interesting okay
3: as they always said the disease we have today they are mainly because of the bad diet we have nowadays so is it really proven that these like cancer and how is it
0: heart blood vessel disease Hmm.
3: Have been there, like at Egypt, uh, at, at the time of when uh, Egypt was a big nation already.
0: Mhm,
3: mhm. I mean, is that proven? Is that really? I mean, cancer. Yes, but what is it? Heart, blood vessel.
1: Is that also a
0: disease?
3: Uh, yes. I'm,
1: dealing I'm dealing with those back then as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know they they make X X rays and they can sure the mainly deposit in some main arteries in the body and see that they probably. Diets, and obesity,
0: that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Nobody knows that.
3: It's like nowadays, it's, it's
0: a yeah. disease of
3: our Western modern way of living. It,
0: yeah, yeah. it before. And it's true, it's because of our Western way of living. But it was also before in, in the, I mean, Egypt was a rich nation. And, and like Joachim said, in those classes that had the rich life. Huh. With that also came the same things that are, you know, um, when we talk about diseases or so affluence, it's also you know the same thing relating to diet and lifestyle. And hmm. um,
4: uh, just to say that people are actually aware of this even you know, outside of the church.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
4: I mean, in my course material for uh, urology, they've already just as a paragraph they mentioned that well we've discovered in uh, mummies also uh, kidney stones. Hmm. so
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: that was interesting to get <laughs> it from your perspective, from your study direction, and to yeah. So more, yeah. <laughs> so we should
5: yeah. A good time.
0: Maybe you. D- yeah. Say.
5: But maybe we are more looking for these things and paying attention to them okay. than um, some of the other students that are, are just uh, reading everything without a special focus. Yeah. Mm. So I Therefore, we remember that, and I, I read my books with so the children,
4: yeah, with classes, than they do. <laughs> yeah. hmm. But then it's easier for you just to, to discuss with them and reason with them if you know that they also have read the same material. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, yeah. It's a good opportunity to, exactly. And I loved it uh, when they had a mission report. These uh, guys, um, was it from Romania or uh, no? Um, what for? Yeah, Ian, and uh, and, uh, and to see that there are, you know, these movements where, um, you know, there is a focus about implementing and using the opportunity in your study situation to actually mm-hmm. be a witness for God. Uh, who said that? I think it was... Um, um Derek Morris he said you know maybe even you know like a uh, physician study is a long study and we don't know if Jesus is going to come back before you know we're able to be finished with our study and to start working but to use the opportunity in every situation we are at and exactly such opportunities mm-hmm. are of course ways to That's working. yeah exactly to reach a certain class that others would not reach I mean me by door knocking or something, maybe I would never be able to, or Daniel preaching an evangelistic meeting series or something, would maybe never be able to reach reach the same one that you reach being a fellow student on a campus and studying in the same direction. You know, so it's, yeah. Okay, so in connection with that, um, these physical laws are um, originated by God. And yeah, um, I have... uh, Quote here from the book, Healthful Living, page 17. And there it says that the transgression of physical law is transgression of God's law. Our Creator is Jesus Christ. He is the author of our being. He is the author of the physical law, and he is the author of the moral law. And the human being who is careless and reckless or the habits or practices that concern his physical life and health sins against God. God is not reverenced, respected, or recognized. This is shown by the injury done to the body in violation of physical law. So um, when we talk about you know, the, the, the basics for this understanding of what this health concept that we have is all about, we have to understand the foundation that it is not only the spiritual laws that are ordained by God, but that God has also ordained the physical laws or the laws of nature.
4: Mm. What is your view upon uh, the question of the health message as being not a salvational issue? Well, salvational issue. I, I just... Is, do we have time for discussion?
0: Yeah, sure. I love the discussion. I, I'm not like I have to get through everything here, you know. You can get the PowerPoints afterwards, and, and I think it's very interesting to bring up these things. So I'm totally open for that. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to hear mm-hmm. what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like... Um, the thoughts about how health is relating to salvation, if it is like salvational kind yeah. of thing. Mhm. And yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, Do you have any thoughts about that? The others, or you guys?
1: Mhm. Um, I, I found the, the best statement I think I ever read in this. It's written by uh, someone called Julius Gilbert White. He was a teacher at the Madison School, um, started by uh, Sutherland and McGann. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wrote a textbook for them that they used in the health course course, mm-hmm. that's school, And he said the very best thing uh, we we can do is to eat the best quality of food that is available and that is, I like said, clean food. Mm-hmm. So the Eskimo, I mean, mm-hmm. that
4: much you can eat. You have to eat clean fish. That's different from
1: in the North of Canada, in Mongolia. It might be lamb or something else, uh, mm-hmm. sheep instead of pork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the very best thing to do is to get the best food available. That's, that's health reform. And uh, you can always do that.
5: Can you turn it to the mm-hmm. beginning of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The physical, So what is the physical? Is that vegan? You know, many people... Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also, is that, you know... Mm. what lies in that yeah, expression well, how mm. far do you have to go to not try to express the physical law
0: mm. you know mm. I mean? yeah good question
5: because many wonder
0: about that mm. yeah very good question Jeska um, I was just thinking
5: that there are two different things here um, we've all sinned and we would never come to heaven by uh, doing a lot of good deeds mm. mm. not mm. but um, we are saved because Jesus died for us. Mm, mm-hmm. We could never ourselves um, cleanse this sin from Mm-mm. our lives. Exactly. And then, because we love Him, we will serve Him. And that, I think, it's it's quite easy. You don't have to split it up. He has died for every one of us because we are sinners. Mm. And then, afterwards. We want to follow him in love, and that means every part of our lives. It's mm, just, mm. just as Jesse said, and then we will just surrender everything, Mm-mm. and that means everything. Mm-mm. And that doesn't just mean that okay now we read the Bible and we we don't uh, we are not aggressive to our siblings or whatever. It it means so much more than having a Christian behavior mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or going to church. It, it it will affect every part of our lives, Mm-mm. and and then God God will show us
0: mm. um,
5: what these physical laws are and what is best for us, mm. and and then all these things will make us fitted for heaven. Because Mm-mm. if we want to live in heaven, mm. then it she she writes, then we we will have to learn to like the heavenly things. And that's not mm. only. Uh, liking to be in an atmosphere where everything is love um, if you are yourself not loving mm-hmm. but I mean also liking the food up there <laughs> or the music
0: or everything mm-hmm. mm. okay yes
4: So, I understood you right actually what is the condition of salvation is if you're willing to sur- surrender everything to Christ right uh, mm-hmm. I like that idea very much so you know uh, we are on our way to heaven it's a progressive walk and uh you know, maybe someone gets understands the like that uh, I have a responsibility over my body and I should do the best of it uh, out of it. But then, if I don't care, then uh, who am I actually serving? Myself, right? Not mm, mm. So, as we said, I just. Mm. Mm. I think
3: That's those um, people mm.
5: that have problems with health reform, they f- maybe they feel attacked because. They feel maybe often because humans are telling to them mm-hmm. uh, other people, um, and maybe also their own conscience that um, they uh, are doing something that they know is wrong, and they feel attacked. Um, but they want to just you know, um, yeah. And it's 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 difficult because, as you say, it's a process, and you cannot tell someone everything in one day, mm-hmm. but uh, I think often people are reacting so offended. is because they um, actually know what is right, but they have mm. a difficult time doing it. Maybe they haven't gotten the help they need how to implement it, and they feel maybe everything nice is taken out of, taken out of their mm. lives. Everything that <laughs> is good. Yes, mm. it's simple.
2: Mm.
5: Daniel? Yeah, and
0: you
3: can tell. Uh, the taste, taste buds. buds, so mm. taste buds. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get used to and whatever we and I think it's in the process of sanctification. You're like, you're just getting there, and so I would say yes, it is a salvational issue, but I wouldn't argue with people like at a church potluck, you know, mm. like with the lady who brought the coffee and and the cake with a lot of sugar. I mean. I think as it is a process I wouldn't like put uh, hit people on, on their heads like telling them they are not safe if they don't answer to that. So mm-hmm. I think everybody's getting there to the orders of preparing everybody.
0: Hm. Uh, mm. So not it.
2: <laughs> James and O they had a they had a good marriage. Mm. How long were they married? He died. OS says he died way, 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 way. Mm. Mm. I think she was widow for somewhere around
0: 30 years Yeah, maybe close. She died in 1915, and he died in 1880-something. 18, um,
2: 18 but so wh- why did he die? Did he keep the laws of health? Mm-hmm. I- I'm sure he ate right. Too much stress. So he, too didn't, he didn't work right. Mm. You have life balance,
3: huh? mm.
0: temperance in all things. Mm.
2: All, that also includes mm. the physical
0: loss. Exactly. You know, a of a, exactly. And, and,
2: and, and I know for my own part exercise has been a problem for me still is. Mm. Mm. and, and uh, you know that will also bring things in its train mm. if it's not corrected mm. Mm. And, and I think it has to do with attitude mm. you know if, if, uh, if uh, otherwise husband was proud about the way he was living and, and uh, he, he knew it was wrong Mm. he knew it was very wrong Mm. and she knew it was wrong she even pointed out it was wrong Mm. Uh, but he was he was humble about it he admitted it and and he he tried his very best in all the few years he had left after the damage was done and I think we'll see James White in heaven I'm not sure we'll see him in heaven but he sinned Mm. uh, against the physical Mm laws. there's no doubt about that Mm -mm. Uh, Mm. So I, I, I mean in any case whether we sin against God's moral law mm. or His physical law uh, I think it also, when our eyes are open to the mm. fact that we are sinning how do we relate to that mm. mm. Do we defend ourselves Do mm. we you know do, do we do like some people do get terribly offended and when they you know get poked at feel poked at mm. uh, I think that has very much to do with our our uh, attitude.
3: Mm.
0: Very true. How many
3: uh, and then, it, then it's a question of self-discipline. Exactly. But the funny thing is, first is, it's a question of self-discipline, but then if it tastes but, but, but <laughs> it tastes Taste bad. As soon as they are changed, do mm-hmm. not like the other food anymore. Uh, <laughs> so it's somehow mm. crazy. I mean, I'm all the, I always feel bad for the ones who don't taste the bugs haven't changed yet because <laughs> for us it's like we eat the, the unhealthy food and uh, I think this is so intense it tastes so intense, it's, that's not like nature taste and so it's so easy to live healthy once you taste outside
0: with that. Mm. but isn't that the same with all the things I mean all the things that God has asked us to do like in the beginning it's like strange and hard for us but then you know it's like with the habits you know and these patterns that are created the more times you do it, the more easy it is. Mm-hmm. And then the things that, like uh, Paul said, you know, the things that I thought was gain before, I just count as trash now, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like how, how this this changes. Um, and I just wanted to also comment, and we'll come back to that afterwards, but what you said, Svanarit. It's very important that we look at this holistic picture when it comes to health because, as I said, there's many times we talk about very specific things, like, for example, you know, the diet. Yeah. But or, or, or also, or temperance in work or in exercise, and all these things come into the picture. And we'll come back to that what actually physical law involves. It's one of the slides further down in the row. <laughs> but we'll give you a comment first.
4: Yes. Uh, first, when I uh, decided to become a vegan or vegetarian, mm. You know, uh, it wasn't so much out of uh, devotion to God. It was right. I want to be like Daniel, the smartest. I don't know <laughs> what to yeah, and, uh, selfish reason, no. We have to know. I'm true. kidding. So we have to understand also why we do this. in order uh, mm. for God to be seen clearer in us. Amen. So mm-hmm. You know, many times I feel like, oh, should I memorize all these arguments But uh, why I should eat this and why not? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe for the people outside, but the biggest argument for us, why we should do this, mm-hmm. is because that God asks us mm-hmm. to do it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, there will always be pros and cons, mm-hmm. but uh, I think we've got enough proof to follow mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. And just be uh, convinced that this is what God asks us to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. the strange thing with God is
2: that he very seldom explains why. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> just like my dad used to have to do he <laughs> said, I want you to do this. And I said, why? He said, because I said so. <laughs> I hated when he said that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's the way God sometimes does. He said, no, you do, because I said so. Mm-hmm. I want you to have faith in what I've said makes sense and... Even though you don't understand it, mm-hmm. I still want you to do it. Exactly, and that... Because very rarely do you see why he why he explains, you know, he doesn't mm-hmm. need to explain why.
0: Even when, just to take an example of that, even when God, you know, um, made a distinguishment between the clean and the unclean meats, yeah, he was. didn't say, don't eat pork. I mean, if you're going to eat meat, eat rather these ones, because pork... You know the 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 swine doesn't have the same sweating ability, and so it keeps many of the toxins. You know he was not actually <laughs> explaining the whole thing that we know today why it is actually more unhealthy. Maybe they wouldn't even understood, but it is it is like this trust aspect. You know the trust of the father when he says that we know it, and maybe in due time he will reveal it to his, to us and many other things. I mean, we live in an age where we have received so much light and so much understanding, actually, and where we have even got explanations for the things, you know, the light that God has really to his people. We have a lot of those explanations <laughs> nowadays.
3: Say the labor unions stay out of them. So why would you stay out of labor unions? It doesn't make sense today, but no, it's, it's going to make sense one day mm. because mm. they will be one of the forces mm. like Sunday laws and stuff. You yeah, know, it's, hmm. it's, it has to do with faith, belief to the testimony. Then yeah, yeah. it's true. Right. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. It's Three. difficult because we had discussions
0: in seminary school about it. Mm. There was a guy, labor union guy. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: I <laughs> 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 okay.
3: You're gonna his hand
1: up, probably. God didn't tell <laughs> us why, but he told us something else. He said it. he told us go find out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and that's what that's what we have that's what we
1: have to do. And yeah. so now we're finding out all these things out. Yeah. What you said. Yeah. I I I don't that's think he's at all us finding out. He actually encourages us to do it. Oh we yeah, yeah. It yeah. You know? But he doesn't. Many times he does not explain why. Mm. That's that's our part because he knows that we will get so much out of it. We'll learn so much from finding out, yeah. taking him at his word, and then finding out why exactly. it was. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah. See. Mm what you think <laughs> yeah I think I've already said some of the things I think but I'll continue in the presentation <laughs> <laughs> okay. what did you what did you mean uh, exactly about the what the,
3: the, the question of the beginning okay. is it a salvational
0: issue okay okay okay. maybe we should sum up then and make a conclusion on the salvational issue thing okay <clears throat> Well, I think, actually, you discussed it in quite a nice way, so I don't need to repeat the same words as that, you know. Otherwise, it's just a repetition. But I think it's all about... Um, yeah, exactly as she said. It's not about, you know, my works that if I'm a vegan, and if I do all these things right, you know, then I'll work my way to heaven. It's nothing about that, you know. Salvation is by grace alone through faith, you know, and that's very important to have as a foundation. But, of course... It's so evident in God's word that when you are, when Christ has done this work of salvation in you, it will bear fruits, mm-hmm. and it is just—I mean, it's just the most natural thing that you want to conform as far as possible with the, with what God has told us, and that is not just on the spiritual level; it is also on the physical level because God is a Creator of the whole body, soul, and mind. So it's, it's as simple as that.
2: Hitler was a vegetarian.
0: Really? Yes, <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah, so very it's very nothing salvational about it. being a vegetarian, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a vegan either. I put plan
2: evil. Yeah.
0: So maybe the devil is also a vegetarian. Vegan. Yeah. He, he's vegan. Then. He's vegan. <laughs> maybe. Smart enough to <laughs> be vegan. <laughs> the point is that Hitler was all mistakes. Yeah, But you know totally.
5: Satan's
2: onto the... Yes. It, it has vegan. shrunk.
5: So evil doesn't live uh, uh, in, a, in a way
4: or maybe because he had he yeah. hasn't used it then But w- mm. which of the health principles
1: has he broken just
0: to go? yeah that's for sure when
1: you break one you break
0: all yeah, yeah exactly. that's true yeah. so at yeah. least we know he's broken that one good okay So we've spoken about how the physical laws or the natural laws are also originated by God. And we're going to come more back to what those physical laws also are in a very practical sense. Um, And this, of course, um, leads to the next point. Cause is followed by effect. So when sickness occurs, we can trace the cause and we can remove the cause because... There is, I mean, if God has laid down certain laws in nature, then just like we read, you know, if you will obey these things, you know, the Lord will bless with health. And then vice versa. We we have the whole chapter in Deuteronomy 28 about the blessings and the curses and how, how it is a cause and effect relationship <clears throat> with our habits and what we do and then uh, um, the results of that. Um, and, um yeah. Okay, for time's sake, I don't know if we should read this, but you can just write it down. Two verses that brings out this principle about cause and effect. Proverbs 30, verse 33, and Matthew 12, 33. I think in Proverbs 30, verse 33... Okay, no, I became so curious because I kind of forgot what it was, so I think I'll turn there anyways. <laughs> but... Um, Okay, so we turn there quickly, and it says that. Oh yeah, okay. So that is the principle of cause and effect. For as the curdling of milk produces butter, and the wringing of nose produces blood, so the forcing of rat produces drive. So we see that in all things there is a cause and effect relationship. And also in Matthew twelve thirty three, it, it talks about that a good tree will be, bear good fruit, and a bad tree will be, bear bad fruit. So there is a cause and effect relationship that we see all throughout the Bible. Sorry? There's another verse.
1: Um, uh, the curse caught this in that, um, yes,
0: you know that one. Oh, wow, okay. I was, sit, I was sitting here looking at that Oh, one. really? Yeah,
2: it's, it's, uh, okay, we know. need to add that Exodus one. 20
0: okay. verse, Exodus 20, verse 4. Can you read this,
2: uh Psalm It says, You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or earth beneath. It's the second commandment, actually. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for the Lord your God and the child is God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the
1: third and fourth generation. You're talking about that. Oh, uh,
0: okay. Mm hmm. Which mm-hmm. cause and fact. But you were thinking of another one, maybe. Curse, but Interesting. The mm.
1: curse, causeless, shall not come. It's, mm-hmm. I believe it's still.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have to look that up. I'm very curious. I
1: is want it, I know
0: the The, cor- the, the, the oh. oh not a cause. That, you know,
2: that's you know, well, mm. The that's, way I live can affect my offspring.
0: That's true, too. Mm. Exactly. That and, is true. And, and I think this is
2: what we're seeing more and more. you mm. mm. see... Poor children have absolutely no fault at all. Mm. They're born alcoholics. Some of them. They're born drug mm. addicts. Mm. And, and it also affects their genetics. Mm.
0: Exactly. So we don't. We do not only have a responsibility for ourselves, no. but we have also have a responsibility read, for for our, for our offspring and also for other people. In connection with what you mentioned with James White that uh, died prematurely, actually, White says that. She talks about, you know, how they actually—it was relating to many of the pioneers—how they all worked, and she says that actually it was a sin in God's eyes because they were robbing others from the blessing they could have been to them. They were cutting short their life, and they were robbing humanity from the blessing that they could have been to them for a long period of time.
2: Uh, I,
5: I
0: mm. were, yeah, I was wrong, huh? me too. Yeah, yeah. But um, hmm. did you have your hand up, oh, Pishka?
5: Yes, um, in Ministry of Healing I believe, it, I was also astonished at how she writes about um, how the life of the mother affects the life mm. of her baby. Mm. It, um, it's amazing in mm. every aspect, not only a diet, because mm. that, I think we know that, oh, you have to take supplements and have enough of everything. While you're mm. and so, but. Um, it really says that when the mother is getting upset, even mm-hmm. before the pregnancy, it it mm-hmm. it, it has an effect Stress on the mm-hmm. 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 like mm-hmm. even really. when she's not pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's
0: amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. It even goes into the milk after she's
0: delivered. Mm-hmm. True. Mm. Yeah. So anyways... Um, In this first vision that uh, Elmite had in 1863, this is actually a quote from that one that is found in Spiritual Gifts, page um, 120. And it's in relation to this cause and effect. The human family have violated the laws of health and have run to excess in almost everything. Disease has been steadily increasing. The cause has been followed by the effects. And... um, Again, another one that you find in Councils for the Church, page 225. There it says, carefully consider your diet. Study from cause to effect. Cultivate self-control. Keep appetite under the control of reason. Never abuse the stomach by overeating. But do not deprive yourself of the wholesome, palatable food that health demands. That's
5: a very good uh balance. And, uh, um, let's
0: call quotes quote, yes. mm.
5: because um, I think uh, very often she writes about overeating mm. because most people have that problem Yeah. but uh, I have uh, not so often uh, see her writing about that you are really um, also should give your body what it needs yeah. mm. because today that can be just as much a problem It is true for, for many people so mm. uh, you can go
0: to both extremes exactly and especially if you are conscientious and you, if you want to do everything right mm. and then maybe you know it says you should eat less and every time you, eat, you read you should eat less you eat less you know then eventually you can deprive yourself of nutrients mm. and and so um, it's very important to 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 see this in a balanced way yeah, you can
2: drop on both sides of
0: the boat mm. <laughs> yeah that's true too you can fall in both ditches yeah and, um, but the point, of course, again, is uh, this relationship between cause and effect. That when, for example, sickness occurs, there is always, you know, a reason for that, and that uh, nature's way is basically to trace back, you know, and to see where there has been a breach, you know, and then restore that, and then health can be regained. Um, this is uh, another one from also the spiritual gifts. Uh, page 144. Uh, and it says that God will not work a miracle to keep those from sickness who have no care for themselves but are continually violating the laws of health and make no efforts to prevent disease. When we do all we can on our part to have health, then, we may, then may we expect that the blessed results will follow. And we can ask God in faith to bless our efforts for the preservation or health. So again, cause and effect, you know, in the positive way. When we do the things that God has asked us to do, and following the counsels that He has given us, then He will also then we can also expect that these blessed results will follow. Of course, I think it is um important to mention that we are living in a day and age of course where even the air and everything around us is infected somehow by sin and that there are also things outside our own choices that can affect towards sickness that can be genetic or that can be environmental and so forth and it's important to to take that into consideration that not every time we see a deficiency or a sickness we're like oh man you know who sinned him or his parents you know like they said to jesus in the case of this uh, man that was uh, born blind Um, but still the principle is that there is a reason you know and that we can that we it's actually in our hand to do something about health or sickness you know and that there is a relationship cause and effect
4: um, also definition of sin Jesus mentions in uh, John chapter 15 that if I would not have come to you then you would not have had sin so I mean there might be things that people are doing without even knowing that it is actually sin against yeah yeah So, we shouldn't judge them, Mm -mm. but we should still point out that, you know, it might still be the cause, Mm -mm. but you're not to to be blamed Mm. for ignorance.
0: Yeah, 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 that's a very good point too, very good, yeah. Uh, Okay, Um, and then, yeah, so the second point, it was, you know, or the first point was about that cause is followed by effect, and that when sickness occurs, then we can trace and remove the cause. And then Deuteronomy talks about, you know, that if you you do the things of God and He will bless, and you know, this blesses and curses. Um, And it's also in Matthew 23, you can find some of the same principle, 25 and 26. Um, Ministry healing, page 127, it says that in cases of sickness, the cause should be ascertained and helpful conditions should be changed. Wrong habits corrected and then nature is to be assisted in her effort to expel impurities and to re-establish right conditions in the system. So this is basically the next step of the, we understand relationship between cause and effect. So when sickness occurs, well, sure, you know, nature has somehow been abused and, you know, she has not been able to cope and sickness occurs and then you need to trace back and to help nature to restore the thing so that health can again be we um, established. And um, also from Adventist Home, page 263, we find the same principle where it says that let parents study to find the causes or the sicknesses and then remedy the wrong conditions as soon as possible. Yes,
1: That's the perfect way to to uh, a, a really cure those false steps. Yeah. Really
0: yeah, yeah. So true. But then, sure, if sickness occurs, you want to trace and remove the cause in order to restore health. But even before that, prevention is better than cure. (laughs) So you can always restore, but there is a better way, and that is, of course, to prevent. And um, in Proverbs 22, verse 3, we find a principle on prevention. Um, where it says that a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but a simple pass on and are punished. So it's like, you know, this principle that it's better to foresee it and avoid it and just to pass on and then, you know, be punished and to, yeah. Um, and um, in Manuscript 99 and that was written in 1902, we read that the distinction between prevention and cure has not been made sufficiently important. Teach the people that it is better to know how to keep well than how to cure disease. Our physicians should be wise educators. Warning all against self-indulgency, Showing that abstinence from the things that God has prohibited is the only way to prevent, pre- prevent ruin of body and mind. And I think this is very needed also, this with education, you know. Uh, we talked about how many people experience when they go to the doctor that they just get some painkillers or something that is just treating the symptoms of what they are suffering from. But what I really need is lifestyle education, they need to be educated how that this can be something that is sustainable, not just something that removes uh, some pain for a moment, but actually, in principle, makes it even worse because it adds kind of poison to, to the body, but how they, with their lifestyle practices, can make permanent changes that can be lasting. And um, I mentioned, I think, in the first class how in this documentary, Forks Over Knives, that... I thought that was really impressive to see, you know, how uh, this young doctor couple was really, you know, being wise educators. And they would visit the people in their homes. They would take time with them. They would explain to them. They would uh, show them cause to effect. And they would be shopping with them and making the food with them. And you know, really taking the position as true educators. And they're I think no, they're not even dentists either. No, they're not even dentists exactly. No, exactly, we were talking about that, and we have so much to course, learn, you know? I know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But that's, that's one thing that really impressed me, um, we also did well
0: with, um, mm. um, we, we saw this doctor there, and, and you know,
2: most physicians, they, they have the, the chance of making a lot of money in the States, mm, especially, mm, mm. and uh, he has said goodbye to all of that. Mm. he's at this institution, um, mm. I, I listened to him on one of his tapes that our daughter is taking this course online, and the way he was explaining things was it was amazing. Because mm. this intelligent man mm. Uh, mm. who could have been making money handling mm. this, mm. Uh, being so humble and, and you know using his time teaching,
0: yeah the principles.
2: Yeah. I mean, he could have made loads of money.
0: Yeah. And of course that makes an impression on the patients too. They know the fact, you know, they and, and know uh, yeah. Mm.
5: And often they are they are forced to mm.
2: earn so much money because they mm. have so much debt. Yeah, mm. exactly, mm. yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, true. Okay. And they
2: have agreements with the pill companies, you know, and the more pills they get, the more money they get from the company. Hmm. Hmm.
0: That's true. Yeah, time is running from us. So I think we'll just rush (laughs) through the very last points and then we'll open up for a little interaction, you know, with how we can implement this. I would wish we had even more time. So, what are some of the natural remedies? We talked about lifestyle, and maybe... And I would put this as the first one, because this is something... Um, you know, it's not just about taking a herb in addition to just following along with your old lifestyle. Some, we some would promote that, just some, you know, natural pills or whatever, and then people just continue their lifestyle. I think the lifestyle changes, they are really the foundational, and we need to educate and to counsel people in that. But in addition, we know that... Um, the Bible and the Spirit of Prophecy uh, also um, emphasizes that there are healing virtues that God has laid down in nature, like in herbs, and in simple treatments. Um, and this is from Ministry Healing, where we find these eight laws of health that I think most of us are familiar with. Pure air, sunlight, abstemiousness. Uh, or temperance rest exercise proper diet and the use of water trust in divine power these are the true remedies that, that was from a few words. yeah exactly it's it's so much contained in that Did and that think about it, the about the cities they, they can't really get it.
3: Hmm? talking about um, the mission field the big the major cities all these mentioned remedies
0: yeah, air, air, Yeah. so yeah. then you see the country living message. Think
3: about
0: New York or yeah.
2: Chicago. Yeah. True, mm. very true. And yet in the last time, I would dare say that was probably even more prevalent because they were using coal. Mm-hmm. So there was this thick...
0: Hmm, hmm, Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And she writes about how every family should be educated how to use herbs in case of sickness. So that's about these herbs. These old-fashioned, simple herbs used intelligently, as she writes about. How do
3: you know that? Like like you and your friends, do they know about it?
0: Herbs? herbs? Mm -hmm. Well, um, actually we have some very good books. Like in Norway now we have a book that is called Friska Uff which has a, a lot you know that one is it's sold a lot from the from the canvassers it's, it's
2: written by two doctors
0: actually. yeah and it is a very good opschlagswag it's a very good um you know that you can help people with even though you don't have every you know all the my uh, question
3: is if like people my age do they know about it
0: in no way no in general not, not. no no
3: yeah. Even
0: sure. yeah. That's yeah. Even I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, yeah. that was the yes, and I think and
2: these two physicians, they're actually from the third world or from, uh, from the Middle East. Uh, I think uh, where they use a lot of herbs you know, yes. Because
3: to the, the, the Amish do it. I mean whatever documentary you watch over the army mm-hmm. movie, they read use tea.
0: But how to get a hold of the herbs? Do you have to do it yourself? Can you buy it in the you, you can, you can pick. Many of them grow wild. Maricopa, Pripericum. Many of these herbs, they just grow wild in the Norwegian nature that we can use with very good benefits. Mm-hmm. And just in season, you just pick it and you dry it or you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the but do
5: they sell it right some
0: places you have some other herbs being sold, but it 's far too little knowledge about it but it 's increasing actually an in interest about it though mm-hmm. uh, but it's interesting what you said like when we were in Africa, it was like this old like the old people there they know uh, about um jared's wife she was like showing me and she told her grandmother or something she knew everything about all the herbs and she had kind of passed it on but now it's in danger that it's moving going away because the dead no the dead people don't die the old people die and then sometimes the knowledge is being lost you know but it's um yeah so and um then she also talks about you know um, how to use simple treatments and, and um, treatment. And then we're talking about things like hydrotherapy, massage, you know, different exercises, stretchings, charcoal, clay. You know, we could mention several of them. Actually, on White write a lot about experiences with charcoal, for example, where she had amazing results. Holzkohle, uh, but we don't have the time to go into all those details. And then, of course, we have yeah summarized these um, eight health laws that sometimes they are given as the New Start uh, or the God's Plan. It's different acronyms that are being used for that. Yeah, it's the meat one. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, God's that's plan, true. Yeah. Me that's true but it starts with godly trust and it is really the foundation because if the mental like Eli says you know 9 out of 10 disease start, it starts the foundation in the mind so if the trust aspect is not there you know then it's hard to just you know patch on the other things without having that foundation so it's um, anyways. so I was planning actually to go shortly through that and to share some some insights but um, we don't have the time for that now and the few minutes that we have left I want us to take to just brainstorm very uh, efficiently and, and think about how, just very practically, how can we apply these things, you know, in our life or in our situation, like even some of the things we talked about already, you know, in, in the situation you are in, you know. So just just a few thoughts, you know, just some few inputs. You okay?
1: A very interesting. Um, we, we can practice um, medical missionary, missionary work at the table, the table yeah. by mm-hmm. eating the right thing. Um, we are doing that work for ourselves, but we are also preparing ourselves to be able to help others Mm-mm. when we sit at the table. Mm-hmm. So that's, in a way, that's why you know, mm-hmm. in one sense, that's why it starts
0: this kind of work. Good thoughts.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. something that I think is lacking here, at least in Europe, would be some real academic training for those who are interested. I mean, we should not stop at this only. We should continue and dig deeper and deeper and deeper, actually, for practical knowledge. And uh, I would love to see something being organized, let's say, like a conference Mm -hmm. for uh, people interested in uh, these topics. Just, you know, wholly devoted to this and Mm -hmm. actually for me to come there and know for this disease i know this treatment or for this Mm-mm. disease i know this treatment so, you know really direct Mm-mm. information it would also be very good to have mm.
0: totally it's very true
3: yeah i was not talking true. about what we can do in germany and then we figured that the knowledge of that right arm of the gospel the health message and health expos it's, it's happening mm. but it's still if you do a, a research it's i guess only like Maybe 5 to 20% of the church know about it. And then mm. first we want to like teach it to the churches mm-hmm. in order to be able to go out and like spread the word with health experts. The church eats it first. I mean, yeah. Condition in Germany is a little bit like we have church potluck and it's always like you, you walk by there with a smile <laughs> and you like, can eat this. Can't eat this. We, we still got meat in our church, so it's... I won't eat it. Huh? I won't eat it.
4: I won't eat it. Yeah, I'm not
3: eating
5: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't eat pretty you <laughs> mm. Okay, yeah. I can said on the production. Yeah, uh, mm. yeah, yeah.
3: that's that's our plan. Like mm. mm-hmm. the Zwickers, like Zwicker family from Switzerland, mm-hmm. mm. And So yeah, you have a big um,
2: task not only in Norway, but so, yeah, mm-hmm. also in mm. all over Europe. Mm-hmm. I, I I know the one who started Health Expo. Hmm. And uh, she was a a little bit distraught at how, you know, she's a nurse, and she has spent a lot of time uh, developing the Health Expo concept. She and her husband and their son, who's also a physician. And after it was taken over by some new people, they have cut out, you know, the educational Mm -hmm. aspect of, all these points here, you know, trust in divine power, and, and uh, air, mm, and mm. things like that, they, they, in all these posters they had, it was educational, you, you could read why, you could read, you know, of things that had been discovered, mm-hmm. along with these things, all that is cut out, and it's just, you're just left with the, you know, points,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And, and it doesn't say as much, mm-hmm. you know, said you should, you
0: should educate. To go thorough and deep and, and to also not just state the things but to come with an explanation for it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm.
2: the uh, Health Expo has been a very big blessing on these mm. you know, impact Oh, pages. totally. And yeah, for sure. And I was thinking just last evening how Galette uh, was telling me about you know how excited she was by. Mm. This and it should actually be presented in
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that kind of a setting. Mm-hmm. It, it should be part of the... Well, I think here, he was very excellent you know, uh, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The, the thing is, because I had the
3: experience like one day on the street, I was talking to a young girl, and I said, do you actually know that like, these are the principles that they are good for you? And she said, well, you're not telling me anything new. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I mean, if you tell mm-hmm. people that sun mm-hmm. is good for them, and, <laughs> so we have to, yeah. I, 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 I talking about myself now, like looking mm. back, because I was so mm. stupid. I mean, you're like, yeah, well, uh, the, 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 the meaning behind it, you know. If, if sun is good, do you make sure that you expose yourself to sun enough? If fresh air is good, do you make sure, blah blah blah? And, uh, so that's basic knowledge about new or As you say, God's plan, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So maybe you can use your presentation to. Yeah, teach it to the young
2: people. Mm-hmm. And then and
0: yeah, and to go deeper.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Should
0: keep on digging deeper, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: so valuable. That's true. And many times the young people, when you talk to them on the street, they, they, they may know it, but, but they, they are not going to change until they know exactly why mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how the molecules and the receptors or whatever in the body, how it's connected. And then maybe then they start thinking about it or mm-hmm. sick. Yes, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, so it. when people wake
3: up. Yeah. Mm. No, it's, you know, it's, so, it's so easy in church, like, you know, well, these principles are good, and yeah, and that, but who knows the connection? I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
3: why is um, exercise, what does exercising do to the body? You know, mm-hmm. what does sunlight do to the body? Mm-hmm. I I can't explain that.
2: Mm. Is it always- yeah, <laughs> I, I guess said, we now, don't have. My wife says about mm. education. She said we sh- we should learn. Uh, it's all coming back. What I studied mm. in college. That's strange. You know, I haven't thought about it for years. Mm. But uh, she says that we should train uh, the people, even the church members, to understand how each part of the body mm. works mm. and mm. how the one is dependent mm. on the other, how mm. they interact with each other. Mm. Uh, you know, to be intelligent as to yeah. because we know these things. Mm. Know. We, science knows about
0: it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just. Mm, like in the book of education, it talks about the importance of physiology and exactly. how you need to, you know, know know how your body works. Mm. Yeah, I guess
4: but the mm. majority of us have also heard the quote from uh, Sister White, where she says that the only way by uh, which we will be able to support ourselves in uh, the time of trouble will be by a medical missionary work. So not for us to get actually money from the people, but you know we will be in such a despised state that people won't pay us, but they might give us an apple or a, a something for it. The thing it you're actually... <laughs> yeah. That's what they do, that's, the, that,
1: that's the thing. Life starts, life starts when, the, when the topic comes...
3: To, to
0: learn yeah it's a part of the curriculum Yeah, that we go more into the depth of the eight health laws and also explain why and what is actually happening and then also nutrition as a whole is like 30 hours or so on nutrition and physiology and anatomy and massage and right. Mm-hmm. and disease and treatment mm-hmm. yeah okay so unfortunately time is up so we'll uh, close with a word of prayer together and uh Arvi, maybe you want to uh, do you want to close with a prayer with us
4: this media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more